Welcome to this episode of Three Peas in a Pod, Purpose, Pathways, and Perspectives. I'm Lenora Turner, your host, and I'm here with associate producer, Kathy Townsend, and I appreciate you as my partner. I'm so glad to be here. What a beautiful day. And you get to go to some nice sunshine soon, so I'm very happy for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, I am too. (laughs) Yeah, you've earned it. (laughs) It's been quite a few challenges this past year that many of us have faced, but it's exciting to get out. Yeah. Definitely. Well, today we thought we'd talk about something we all have. We all sometimes share. <laughs> we, we shouldn't always share. Or if we do, we should share it with some caution. <laughs> We're going to talk about opinions. Yeah, opinions. Everybody's got one. <laughs> Everybody's got one. So if you know me, I, I like word studies or, or just definitions. I know we know what an opinion basically is. At least we have an opinion of one opinion. <laughs> I'm going to use that dumb joke all the way through this episode. <laughs> so if you look up the noun for opinion, a view or judgment formed about something, not necessarily based on fact or knowledge. Um, it's a belief, a judgment, a, maybe a way of thinking, a point of view. What else? Attitude, a perspective. This fits in with perspective of this podcast. Yeah. A belief, an assumption. Maybe an idea. And sometimes it's of a large majority of people or about a particular thing. But what about opinions? Why would we even talk about opinions? Why do we have opinions about opinions? Sometimes I think that they can be good for um, starting good conversations if you're open to hearing somebody else's opinion too. Yeah. Well, obviously you can have everything from my opinion about food I like mm. or where I like to live, vacation spots that I think are good. Because you develop opinions. It's how you learn too. In a way, it's, it's sort of like getting some information. You get a perspective on something. You see actions and you develop an opinion. Makes sense. And I was talking to an executive recently who brought this exact topic up, not knowing we were about to record an episode on it. And he was saying that he wished more people were better listeners because we're talking and touching base today a little bit on, on what's going on with some of the social media or even things that People tell us our facts, but in some cases, their opinions. The danger's there. I think we're all seeing it. So let's talk about the risks and benefits of sharing opinions. We all develop opinions. Of course we do. But Kathy, how do you keep yourself from turning an opinion, you know, when you've seen something or you developed a feeling or a thought about something, to turning that into a judgment? How do you stop from doing that? Um, you know, sometimes I think it's good to hear another side of of something or another idea, which could change my opinion. I think that's good. We, it's how we can help each other learn. It's how we can discover and communicate and have fun sharing. I think the risk comes from, we, we think we know more than we do. Yeah. When we think of your opinion is a fact, is a, is a true thing. Like it's the only way. Yeah. Like since the definition is a perspective or a position or my standpoint, my theory Mm-hmm. A lot of those words, certainly theory and perspective, tends to indicate this is my impression. This is what I've seen so far. This is what I know about it. Not a full-gone conclusion. I think that turns into something else. You've decided that the way you think is the only way to think about something. I think you've gone past opinion to you've kind of been the, the lawyer, the jury, the judge. And now you've decided this is the verdict and I no longer want to hear about anything different. I think that's when you've got a lot of risk with opinions. 
Uh, yeah, when you discount somebody else's opinion, because it's just different than yours when an opinion is, is only your own belief, your only your own view of something. Well, and views come from often seeing a behavior or seeing a certain amount of, quote, evidence. I mean, sometimes opinions can be absolutely right. Or sometimes they have only a fraction of the knowledge we think they have. This makes me think of so many different things. I think eventually you do get to some solid ground on certain things, but I think you have to stay open to learning. There are certain things that I believe are right and wrong and things that I think matter and I have strong convictions. And that's, I think that's not bad. That's a really good thing in many ways. But if it stops me from listening or asking questions, that's where it can really be, become a risk in so many areas. We brought this up because of so many things that we can hear going around when people are talking or see on social media and the risks of opinions and even how they're shared the risks we're talking about are very common, but we're just sharing a perspective on, on what mm-hmm. our thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. When I think about work response versus what I've seen sometimes with social media responses, it's quite different. For me, on the job, if I get an email and I don't like what's on it, sometimes you should step away and reread it and you might find out, oh, I actually read that completely wrong. There wasn't even a problem. Or if I really do have a disagreement with what's in the email and what somebody's telling me and what I know to be different, sometimes the wiser way to handle it is not to respond back with an email, but pick up a phone and have a conversation, ask more questions and or share the perspective. Because the difference between what I type and what I say, I mean, there's some variance. You can hear my tone of voice when I talk. You can hear my pace, my intensity, all that kind of stuff. I used to teach a presentations course. And one of the things we talk about is your pace, your tone, your pitch, things that happen when you're, when you're communicating verbally. Like, for example, you and I laughed about this as an example before we recorded. But I can say the same four or five words, I forget how many words it was, to you. I can't count and talk on a podcast at the same time. But if I looked at you and said, Kathy, I like your hair. That sends a certain message. I could say, Kathy, I like your hair. Or I could say, Kathy, I like your hair. Or Kathy, uh, I like your hair. It's just a total different emphasis on the same words. Kathy, I like your hair. It's five words. (laughs) Counting my name. Those (laughs) Those five words can be said in many, many different ways. It has a total different message based on my tone of voice, right? based on my emphasis. When you type it in a, whether it's a tweet or a text or a whatever, a post of some kind, you don't hear my tone of voice. You don't know which word I was emphasizing. You don't know the other half of all the different inflections or what I could have meant by the way I said it. I've really gone over certain emails when I'm communicating to larger groups of people I really spend more time really looking at that message to say, am I saying what I think I'm saying? Because I've read something and went, oh my gosh, they could hear what I typed. Almost the opposite of what I meant because I missed a word or I flipped the way the sentence should have been written. And that is not a strength of mine to get the grammar necessarily right or all that kind of stuff. So I will spend a lot of time to say, is this message what I actually want to say? And yet we're, we're, popping stuff out sometimes in social media so fast, not realizing there's no tone of voice. You maybe didn't even hear right in the first place to know what you're even responding to. 
I mean, if have you ever had an argument, Kathy, where you and your husband are debating or your child or a friend, well, after a while you realize, oh, I didn't hear you in the first place. <laughs> I thought you said. <laughs> yes. Oh, I thought you said X. And they didn't even say that. I had that recently where somebody, I, I don't even know how they got offended. I couldn't logically figure it out because there is a term a saying that says, be careful how you hear. What do you mean by be careful how you hear? Well, what I mean is so many times I already have my perspective. I have my opinions, maybe my opinion of you, my opinion of the topic, my opinion of other people who have done something. And because I'm so strongly opinionated on that thing, you may say something to me. And regardless of what you meant, I hear it in a way that I'm already offended towards or slanted towards or convinced of. And so I can hear something that's offensive to me when it wasn't even, the person wasn't in any way saying what I thought they said. Because you already had a a thought in your head about how this, what was going to be said or a conversation that was happening. Yeah. We, we always listen through context. In other words, we have things that we already believe experiences we've already had. Each one of us have different experiences. What, there's nearly 8 billion people on the planet? There's that many different journeys on this planet of life, whether they've just entered the earth or they've lived here many, many, many years. So many different journeys, so many different experiences. And so that builds a different view and reflections on life in a lot of different ways. So to assume that just because I think I'm being clear, I shouldn't assume that what I'm saying comes across to you the same way it would if I'm talking to myself. I think we often think everyone thinks like we do or hears like we do. And we're being so clear that how could somebody misunderstand me? Well, we, we aren't clear all the time. Sort of like how I'm muddling through this conversation. <laughs> well, you told, you told a real cute story of, about a discussion or two that you had with your little boy when he was little. Yeah, he's in his 20s now. But when he was small, I don't know if he was three or four or something. I had dealt with a lot of fear when I was a young person. Took me a long time to climb out of being timid. So I wanted my son to be more confident. So I thought, well, I'm going to start saying good things to him when he's little. So he doesn't deal with that as much as I did. So one time I was like, I said, hey, honey, look at, look at mommy. And specifically had him look me in the eyes. And I leaned over, like my hands are on my knees. And I'm just kind of leaning towards him. And I said, honey, you are bold as a lion. He just looked at me. (laughs) He's a very talkative person too. So I said it again, honey, you are bold like a lion and I'm feeling good. I'm just going to encourage him. (laughs) And he paused and looks, kind of tilts his head, looks at me and says, mommy, lions aren't bald. (laughs) I just, I was shocked. I thought, oh my gosh, he doesn't know the word bold. So here I'm thinking I'm encouraging my son. Instead, he's saying, my mom's asking me to look at her and telling me I'm bald like a lion. Thankfully, he's <laughs> logical and thought my mother makes no sense. <laughs> and then, so I fixed that one. We had more conversation about it. And then I thought I'd try it again. It was, who knows if it was a week later. I don't remember the exact timeline. And I thought this time I'm going to do it better. <laughs> I'm going to use a word someone his age knows because I wanted him to know he was unique, you know, right? He's, you know, you're unique, you're special, whatever. So I did it again, looked at my son and said, honey, look at mommy. I said something like, honey, 
I just want you to know there's no one else like you. And I went on to who knows what else I said. He just looked at me, same kind of behavior. You think I got a clue, but I didn't. Instead, I said it again, honey, there's no one else like you. (laughs) Thankfully, he talks. Yes. It was that afternoon or maybe even the next day. He came up to me, walked up and said, mommy, how come nobody likes me? Oh, breaks my heart. <laughs> I just wilted. I thought, oh my gosh. Could you imagine? Your mom says, look at me in the eyes. Nobody else likes you. That is the opposite of what I was yeah. trying to communicate. Bless his heart. So I was well on my way to ensuring my son would have to need a lot of counseling. <laughs> Sit there and tell the story. Yeah, my mom used to say, look at me right in the eyes. Nobody likes you and you're bald like a lion. So, yeah. Thank goodness he questioned you. <laughs> oh my God, thank you. He questioned, why are you saying this to me? And he questioned what he heard made no sense. Now, he didn't hear me say you're bold like a lion. That still maybe not even would have made enough sense to him at his age. But bald like a lion certainly didn't make sense. Right. So thank God he asked questions. And he didn't come back at me and yell at me and say, mom, you said I was bald like a lion. He just said, mommy, lions aren't bald (laughs) and said a different day. How come nobody likes me? Now that one, I don't know why he wouldn't come back in tears. Right. And trust as a mother, I was so, so sad about my parenting skills and my ability to communicate (laughs) to small children. So know your audience when you're trying to communicate, use words that make sense, and you should ask questions. Did they get the message you think that you were trying to tell them? Because had he not talked, I would have thought I communicated. And I communicated, sure, sure enough, but the exact opposite of what I thought I was communicating. So I think communication is such a two-way street. It's about what am I saying? What do I think I'm saying? What do you think I'm saying? What did you hear me say? And there's more than that, but I can't think of them right now. You so, communicated those pretty well. <laughs> what did I say, Kathy? <laughs> I might have think I said it. Communication is key. <laughs> is. So what's your opinion versus a belief? Has your opinion actually become your belief? It's no longer something you're pondering or think it's a perspective. You're now convinced of it. Now, certain things, you know, I think gravity is something I, I'm pretty convinced about, you know. I'm convinced what happens when I put my you know, key in the car or what I, you know, how to, how certain things work. And you do gain a lot of experience, but there's so many things we think we know and we don't know. And even if we do know, we know one version of it. We know maybe quite a few versions of it, but there's so many different ways to see things. So I guess this podcast is to remind myself, remind us and ask, ask any of us to say, am I really being humble with my opinion? Am I willing to say, you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe there's a whole lot more I could know. Not that I want to know everything, dear God, and I couldn't know everything. But communication is a big deal. Again, in the work environment, we used to help people in in basic training about, you know, if you're mad, again, sometimes step away, don't respond right away, or write a response, but don't send it, or pick up the phone. And it's best if you start asking questions. I mean, we know we have to do that often with customers because, hey, Ultimately, they decide if they're going to buy our product. So we've got to work with them as much as is possible. I mean, there's rare occasions where you go, 
I don't mind if they go away. I'm just not going to take the abuse. But most of the time, you got to learn how do you communicate? How do you solve a problem? How do you really gain understanding? I used to be, a, for a short season, was a coach many years ago in a uh, couple communications course. And they had it for couples or singles. I happened to be working with couples at the time. And we found that so many times the biggest issue with a conflict, and we would have them practice with something that wasn't major, something that was not going well in their conversations. And we had them use that as their example of how they would work through the process in this course. It was a pretty fun workshop. I learned a lot myself. But you'd have one person stand on a canvas thing that had words on it. So you'd stand there. Okay, here's the issue. Here's what I saw. Here's what I thought. Here's how I felt. And you'd go, and then the other person would provide feedback. Eventually, you'd get to the solution, but not until you actually heard each other. So the other person, the other spouse, whoever was on that other map, the other part of the couple, would be on the feedback mat, canvas mm -hmm. mat. So you actually would step in the spot to help you slow down your conversation and think, what am I doing? What actually is this communication specifically? And so they would sometimes say, okay, can I repeat back what I think I heard? And you agree to do that. And they'd say, here's what I heard. Now, years back, knowing how I came out of my process before I was coaching and something like this, I had a season of my life where I felt like if I even said back to you what I heard you say, I was somehow agreeing with you and I didn't even want to pretend to agree with you. So I didn't even like saying back what I heard. I just would respond. Now, saying back what you think you heard doesn't mean you agreed with somebody. It means you actually heard what they said. And this was the most common obstacle to getting to a solution was the person responding. Well, actually, it's both sides. Sometimes the person communicating, they really had to learn how to slow down and say, here's what I saw. Here's what I, in some cases, think I saw. Here's what my senses told me in these areas. Here's what I thought. And, and untangle some of that to get to what is the actual issue and why. And then the person listening had to slow down and be able to say, here's what I heard. You had to get an agreement on that before you could move towards a solution. Guess what? The solutions often came really fast once they actually heard each other. It was stunning to watch. At, as a coach, sometimes what my role would be was you'd have the person that's providing feedback to say, here's what I heard. And I would have to say, well, wait a, minute, wait a second. That's, that's actually not what he said. Can you go ahead and say it again? Or exact same thing. That's not what she said. Would you go ahead and say again? And then they would go through the process and they say, okay, go ahead. And then they respond. And sometimes they do it again. They go straight to interpreting what was said. Again, go to their assumptions of what they meant. They didn't actually hear what was said. Not that you have to repeat it back exactly. You can summarize. Here's what you said. The issue is this. You saw this and you felt this. And, and you break it down pieces at a time until you get good at it. Then it goes faster. But you don't have to rush it ever. You need to hear each other. Whatever it takes to actually hear what's going on. But the biggest obstacle that I saw was that people interpret. They already make assumptions and interpret what not only what was said, but what was meant. And until you could stop that process... You, you didn't get to a real resolution, but it was a beautiful thing to see them actually begin to go, oh, and hear each other. And then shocking how fast they would come to options. And then you could see how they cared about each other once they actually heard each other. And you'd be amazed so many times the, there's common ground. 
when you didn't even know you had common ground. Oh, I'll share an example. I won't say who it was. Two individuals that were related had been pretty close. I got to where they didn't seem to relate to each other at all. And I heard from both people and they'd say, that person is so different from me. I don't even like them right now. And the other person kind of thought the same way. And what I helped them see is that they had a lot more common ground than they thought. I actually said, hey, that person really cares about you. And I would tell the other one, that person loves you. And hearing that, they needed to hear that. You could see as frustrated as they were and they kind of felt or acted like they didn't care. The truth was both of them wanted reconciliation. They couldn't even see it at the time. But watching it, again, I learned as I was doing this and realized, oh, they were hurt and they needed to know, they wanted to know that person actually cared about them. When both of them shifted, when they really believed the other person cared, because then the next time they talked, they had it in the back of their head, this person really does care about me. And then they've since, over time, became very good friends. And they realized, though they are quite different, there is so much about them that is the same mm-hmm. in the heart of some things. So it's, it's an amazing thing. If you actually hear each other, this is about both communication and opinions, but it's amazing how a simple thing as an opinion can degrade into, I don't even hear you like you can't relate to you because we're spewing things off and not necessarily hearing each other. But if you find that common ground, and if I could share one more story from many years ago, I used to visit some jails and prisons for women years ago and eventually led a few teams that would go and visit uh, women's facilities. And I had a couple leaders that were going to the same facility and led a small team. And they got to where they completely disagreed. One was leading, one was like in a number two leadership position. And there began to be disagreement. And the one who was in the number two position was changing things mid-flight when they were having meetings or outreach or something. And it was frustrating for the team. And I had to come in and mediate. And both of these people were older than me, had more experience than me. And I thought, oh, how's this going to go? I met with them both separately, found out that they both cared about the same thing. Ultimately, they had a lot of common ground but they'd lost track of it because they were looking so much on the way that they were trying to do something. I wanted to do it this way and she wanted to do it that way. And all they were doing was creating confusion or really the one who was reporting to the leader was the one causing confusion. And she's, she was smart and her way could have worked, but not in conflict with what was already planned. When I could see that they both cared very much about the same thing and it was a great thing to care about and helped each other see that, And then help them see through our communication, they began to see that they had a lot of common ground, but their approach was wrecking their initiative. It was not helping. It was actually adding to the confusion of the group. So when they saw they had had common ground, they cared about the same things, one of them recognized, wow, I'm in the wrong and I, I won't do that anymore. That was so exciting. It was intimidating for me to face it and help address that when I was quite young and they were both more experienced than I was. But it was beautiful thing to see that the one who was causing the challenge did make a shift. But showing common ground, finding common ground that they both cared about the women they were trying to reach out to and how the method didn't have to be perfect, but they needed to cooperate. And it completely turned around. If they had stayed locked into their belief and their opinion of how things should be done, they just, they'd stayed ineffective. I just think it's a powerful concept and often watching others and living learning from my own mistakes has taught me a lot 
Yeah, I was thinking about when you were saying the the couples uh, to help with communication for them. And that was even in the spoken word. It's so much more difficult to get a clear picture, a clear understanding in the written word, like you said, text, tweet, social media. That sometimes I'll read a social media post that the topic is interesting to me. I don't really get on there very much, but the topic is interesting to me. But I don't know enough to have a real strong opinion and I'll read the comments, which will give you varying opinions. And then it, it really kind of like, oh, I feel like I understand uh, how people feel better. I feel like and I still don't post my own opinion anyway, because who needs one more opinion out there? <laughs> but, but it helps me to understand when people are willing to discuss these things, you know, in a healthy way they can explain and communicate better. And, you know, maybe, maybe somebody's mind will be changed. Maybe not. It's hard to know. I like that you said that because it brings up the, the benefit of having debates where you hear from more than one opinion. You hear of, from multiple perspectives. Now, it's up to the individuals to keep it honest, keep it honest about what they're, they actually do know or experience or have seen, trying to keep the facts really straight versus it, it's really easy to twist something to try to get someone to go along with what you want and manipulate. So again, ultimately, you got to have the character to yeah. want to, to do the, the right things. But even if, even when you have good intentions, there's so many ways you can miscommunicate, misunderstand. So it's a lot of work. It's worth it. I think when I was sharing one of the examples, it made me think, gosh, I think I'm, I'm certain that people from very different approaches very much care about the people in this country, very much disagree on how to approach things. Mm-hmm. I do think some things are not wise ways and some things are, are more intelligent ways in my opinion, in my experience, what I've seen, but I'm always learning. And I find that sometimes I go, well, if you we should put a part of this and part of that together, I think we'd really have it good. Imagine if we cooperated. And I do have an opinion personally that there are some people that don't really want the common ground for some reason. They really want, they just want the division. I, I think there are some, which is hard to believe sometimes that don't actually want a solution. I don't even know what they want. I'm not going to pretend to know. Bottom line, are our opinions really opinions or did we already slip into judge, jury, executioner, you know, mm. in what we're saying? And we've already judged everybody and decided there's no, no other conclusion. So anyway, opinions about opinions, because we think discussions matter, debates matter, listening matters, telling the truth as you do it matters. And that's our opinion. It's my opinion. <laughs> I should say that's our opinion. I agree. My opinion as well. (laughs) Well, there we go. We just gave a perspective on opinions. That was good. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this podcast. We do hope you subscribe to it. We love that you listen. We would love to hear feedback. We know that there's so many things you could listen to. So we thank you for taking the time to listen to this. And again, pass it on to a friend if you think it's helpful. And speaking of social media, we do have a three peas in a pod Facebook page. You'll see a link in the notes and let us know if you'd be willing a topic you'd like a perspective on or a guest you might want to hear from. And again, thanks for listening to three peas in a pod. <laughs>